The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. Welcome, everybody, to the Federal Football Report, Federal News Network, 1500 AM, federalnewsnetwork.com. We've got big news, by the way. Kevin Stanfield here with me. Kevin, we've got big news as far as podcast is concerned. We're on Podcast One, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Podcast (laughs) One, worldwide. Podcast One, thereby available on iTunes as well. So, yeah. So the world, I mean, the world could get us now. It's just a little bit harder. Now we can see that the world is contacting us, reaching out, getting the truth about what's happening in D.C. with the Burgundy and Gold. So Podcast One, available on iTunes. Just just do a search for Federal Football Report. Hit that subscribe, that subscribe button and... The rest is history. And that's the thing. We want you to subscribe to the pot, to the show. We want you to go through iTunes to get it because we want to attract listeners. We want to build this whole federal football uh, uh, community, a federal football report community. And so, yeah, go through podcast one and just search federal football report, download it. And yeah, man, this is the beginning of a beautiful thing. And we need some beautiful things happening. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. When it comes to the burgundy and gold. Not a lot and interestingly enough, uh, uh, one of the uh, the cool things about being on iTunes is that you can download some of our past shows from season past to see mm-hmm. how consistent we've been about what we said about the Burgundy and Gold. I, I know this for a fact because they told me I was the one who had to do it. So, <laughs> so don't, don't let none of this hard work that I'm applying go to waste. Yeah, so that's one thing that you will see in, in researching our shows and listening through the years and what we've done. We've... Nothing. We're nothing. If we're not consistent. Right. We're not just like saying this just to be saying it, or or trying to be popular with what we say. No, we mean this, folks. We mean it. Kevin, so, yeah. I couldn't have been more clear myself. I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. If you go back through the first four to five years of the Federal Football Report and listened to the analysis, you would hear the exact same thing for four to five straight seasons because we've been on point. We've been on message. We've diagnosed the issues with the team, and we've been begging and pleading with the team, Burgundy and Gold, Washington Redskins, yeah. to fix these issues, and they haven't done it. <laughs> no, they have not. Maybe that's what we should do. Their first subscription from uh, iTunes should be the Burgundy and Gold. They should subscribe right. and see what they should do to fix this, right? Clearly, they're not listening to nothing, right? Clearly, they're not listening to people who know what's going on. And so um, uh, so let's just diagnose this whole Jets game. And the final score, not really important. Um, I think I said on the previous show that it's not time to panic, not time to evaluate Dwayne Haskins or anything else until after the Jets game because the previous game with the Bills, he was playing a defense that was really good. Uh, he only had one – he had a week to prepare, but it was his first time preparing for a week. But then after that game, he had two weeks to prepare for the two and seven Jets. And that's what we should wait to uh, start to evaluate Dwayne Haskins on. Then the Redskins come out uh, and lay an egg at home against the New York Jets, who, by the way, I mean, were two and seven at the time. Uh, I said it wasn't time to panic before. I said it wasn't time to evaluate before. Um, I don't know if the time is to panic, but it's definitely time to say, okay, this season is over. It's time to start thinking about next year. Go ahead, Kevin. Well, it depends on what it is that you're looking for for next year, because me personally, I don't think you're going to see that much improvement um, from uh, from year to year with the quarterback. I, I think that what you'll see is his comfort level change and, and, uh, he'll start to recognize some things fast. I guess in the, in the sense that would be improvement. But what has what has to change is them putting him in a position to win, and it just doesn't seem like they're doing that. I, I mean, it's 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 um, the goal. The overall goal of, of any organization that playing football should be to win. I mean, you know, it's not it's not like like you're running a restaurant, right? I mean, sometimes <laughs> when you're running a restaurant, you know, you can you can change the recipe a little bit. Right. And, and and see if people like it, but but if if you're not if you don't have something there initially that people like, the restaurant is going to be a bust. So mm-hmm. 
what 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 they aren't doing is trying to win the game, and that, and that's the part that 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 bugs me. I mean, even even I mean, with Haskin making the, the rookie mistakes, they're not putting the team in a position to win. I've right. said from time and time again, this, the defense is too recognizable. It's too easy for the opposition to recognize what the defense is doing and, and counter it. They know exactly mm-hmm. where to go to with the ball every single time. It's, right. it's just so many things. We only got 54 minutes, man. I, I don't know if we got enough time <laughs> <laughs> to tell you where Where do you want to start. You know, this, this is analyze the whole thing. Where do you well, want to start? Well, here's the thing. I want to start with the most important position. I want to start with the mm-hmm. quarterback position. And I want to start okay. exactly where you said Here's what's interesting. So for most of the game, the first, I think, the first three quarters, they sit there and, uh, you know, we're dinking and dunking. We're playing super conservative, which, number one, was a disappointment because you had two weeks to prepare for this team, two weeks to prepare for the Jets, not the Patriots, not the, the Baltimore Ravens. You had two weeks to prepare for the Jets. And you come out and you play that same conservative offense. You're not trying to throw the ball down the field. And here's what was so disappointing about that. When the game was out of hand and you decided, okay, you know what? Go ahead. Throw it deep to, you know, scary Terry. (laughs) He comes down with an amazing catch. I wonder what would have happened if that happened in the first quarter. Because here's the thing that, 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 that blew me about that was the fact that the Jets did some creative play calling. It's like they understood yeah. where the Jets were two and seven. Not much good is going to happen this season. Let's do whatever we can do to win the game. The Redskins yeah. didn't do that. They just played conservative ball. Let's try not to lose. Let's just, uh, I don't know, slow walk Haskins into this when there's no need to do that. It was unbelievably frustrating to me. You know, I saw a couple of things happen at the same point in the game that you're talking about. Now, right Right before that, there was this, um, I don't know if you want to say infamous, uh, video clip of Haskins talking to the offensive linemen. And they, mm-hmm. they're all sitting, he's standing, and he's saying, what do I have to do to help? Mm-hmm. And apparently what was happening was there was um, uh, maybe some miscommunications with the, because um, the quarterback's part of the quarterback's job, not, not his total job, and it's not his job in total, is to call the protection packages. Right. Now, you got an offensive lineman also who's calling those packages, so they got to work together. So apparently there was some mix-up, or the package that was called ended up in Haskins getting sacked. And mm. he said, well, what do I have to do? Am I doing something wrong? Right. And he, to me, he did exactly what he was supposed to be doing. He's, he's the leader of the team. He's not only the leader of the offense, he's the leader of the defense and special teams as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. He was he was taken. I was quite proud because one of the problems I had with Mr. Haskins early was he wasn't involved. He wasn't trying when, when the conversations were going on between um, uh, uh, Colt McCoy and uh, well, I'm starting to say Chase Daniels. That was another red football back there. There they go. Case Keenum. Um, I thought Haskins should have been like squeezing his way in there trying to hear what was being said, but no, it looks like he was content to just sit on the bench. Right. You know, that's, that's, that's a young thing, but mm-hmm. that, that's something that you can change. You know, if you want to play, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta earn it. You gotta work your way in there. But he took a leadership role. And when he threw that deep pass, the one that you were talking about, the one that, uh, Terry McClellan went up and got and took away. Yeah. Took from it from him. Just took it from him. Yeah. I saw, an attitude and the team change. I mm-hmm. saw something happen that said, look, we Absolutely. might go down, but we're not going down like chumps. Absolutely. You know? Mm-hmm. And after that, they scored two touchdowns, you know, uh, extra point, you know, uh, it, it changed. Yes. The thing changed. The whole thing changed after that. So I'm quite encouraged by that. I, I, I think that, um, he might be at a point where he's being held back. <laughs> the mm-hmm. quarterback is, that is, you know, cause, who knows what he's being trained to do? But you know, I blame Gruden for slow walking him in the beginning, and <laughs> and who knows what who knows what the coach Callahan is doing now? Maybe he's trying to get him up to speed. Maybe he thinks that slow and steady wins the race. I don't mm-hmm. know, but I, I know that at this point, it's up to Haskins to make Haskins a better player. 
if the Redskins win one other game this season, it is because of the confidence built by that pass where Terry went up to get it. Honestly, if there's one, if there's one other win, this if they if this team ends up two and fourteen or three and thirteen, anything other than one and fifteen, it is solely because of that one play. And I, what Absolutely. I'm hoping the coaching staff does is say, you know what? Honestly, right now we've got one win. The season is more than halfway over. It is time to say, you know what? Take the training wheels off. What's the worst that can happen? Because here's the thing. Here's what you don't want to do. You don't want to finish 5-11 and 11 because you're, you're bad enough to be in the first half of the draft, but not really to get the guy that you want. You know what I mean? And things get even more complicated with Tua injuring his hip. and his, So no one knows what's going on with him because – Maybe he comes back to college. Maybe he decides to forego this draft and use next year as a training year and then comes back in the next draft. Who knows what he wants to do? But the fact is that affects everything the Washington Redskins are going to do. And so why not say, you know what, for these last few games, we're going to give everything to this kid. Now, I don't mean open up a playbook of 600 plays to him. I'm just saying throw the ball down the field. Let him have some fun. Like, listen, guys, we're going back to parking lot football. We're going back to sandlot football. We're going to have fun playing this season out, and we're going to evaluate who's coming back to Ashburn next year. And there's not one person who is safe because here's what sounds crazy. I believe the Washington Redskins have the elements to have a good team. They're just a year or two years away from it. I believe that that you don't know what you have at the quarterback position, but I think when you look at the uh, future of the running back position with Darius Geis, who showed what he can do when healthy, I get it, when healthy, Darius Geis showed what he can do. I think with uh, Scary Terry, you know what you got there. I think Quinn is a good receiver, maybe a number three or a slot receiver, but he showed that he can play, so you may need another uh, receiver to, to be number two. I think that your offensive line is way better than most than, than what they're playing this year. It's just that without when you expect to have Trent Williams play this year, it throws the whole rhythm off. I mean, you look at Dallas last year when Travis Frederick went down, that offensive line was different because the guys who they were used to weren't there. And so I think that the line is good. You've got Sheriff, you got Moses. Sometimes you see offsides or holding penalties. It's because the communication is not right. And they're trying to overcompensate for something that wasn't there before. So with Trent out, you know, it threw things off. And I think the defense has players. I think that there are one or two players and a coach away from being really good. I'm actually optimistic about it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm available if they need a coach because anybody <laughs> can do a better job than what's being done right now. Mm-hmm. So, let me, let me, okay, before I, I start jumping on the, on, on the defense, let me finish up with what, what you were saying about uh, the offensive line. Please do. Now, part of that meeting, that, 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 that the clip that you was, uh, seen, you've seen lately um, was, like I said, about the uh, protection. And apparently, Morgan Moses said, well, it's a situation where we got five blocks and then they rush and six. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. to myself, I said, well, you know what? That deserves a problem. <laughs> so that being the case, there's, there's got to be a, like a hot read or something if this mm-hmm. happens. But, you know, something that will prevent the quarterback from getting blowed up. <laughs> but, but, but that's just a, a, a simplification of the offense. We got too many... Too many options, and I noticed this. Um, I noticed it when uh, Robert Griffin, Griffin was here, and initially in the Kirk Cousins uh, era, they have you have so many checkdowns. If you got your first, second, third option, what the quarterback will tend to do is go through those options. Right? He won't like stick with the first one. He'll just go through them. He might like come off the first one too soon. They got to simplify. They got to send like two guys out in the pattern. Mm-hmm. If both of them are covered. <laughs> you know, right. it's just too much going on, and they got to get the guy the feel of playing football. And I think what happened when you saw those three young guys, when you saw McLaurin, uh, when you saw Haskins, and when you saw Darius guys performing mm-hmm. without the team, those right. <laughs> these guys performing, that's going to build something. These guys going to come together and say, "Hey, we are not like this." And if you notice, there's plenty of opportunities. Maybe not to win the game, but there were some key drops where, you know, of great passes where they were supposed to be, like mm-hmm. on the same color guy that the quarterback, you know, jersey was. You know, he threw it to the same color jersey, and guys just couldn't hold on to it. Right. They were just wide right. open. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they just needed to relax and, and, and play some football. Now, let me talk about the defense for just a second. 
if, you know, since we are on uh, Podcast One and iTunes now, uh-huh. it's easy for people to just go back to our past um, our past episodes and realize that I've, I'm a firm believer in the defense. I love the offense, but it's the defense that holds the team together. It's the defense that puts the team in the position to be productive, and and we have not had that. We haven't had right. it since we had this 3-4 defense. How many times in a passing situation did you see them rushing three guys? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Not only did they rush three guys, somebody was still wide open. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any explain that to me. How right. does that happen? You're only rushing three, and the guys are wide open. How does that work? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And I mean, and so you see gaps in the defense and we'll talk a little bit about the draft because that's what we got to focus on on fake news or not. But yeah, I mean, and this was supposed to be the strongest unit of the team. I mean, this is supposed to be the, the, the thing that keeps the Redskins in games and a defense that we thought going into the season would be dominant and they're not. You know, one thing I, I just noticed this, uh, well, I, I, I had seen it, but it really, came to light during this game. They rushed three guys quite a bit. And you're rushing three guys against five, they're wearing out their own defensive line. Right. And you notice toward the end of the game, toward the middle of the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, they're getting run on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These guys are worn out. They're battling five guys. Now, every once in a while, they'll, they'll succeed, and you have some pass rush pressure every once in a while. But, but by the time... The, the game is in crunch time. At the time you need to stop, they're worn out. They can't. They can't physically do it. And you have right. to substitute guys from the bench to spell these players. And if these guys were starting potential, they'd be started. Right. <laughs> they wouldn't be coming in with a guy a breather. They'd be right. on the field right. already. So yeah. on the defense, we're our own worst enemy. And um, I just defy anyone to contact us or contact me at Stanfield, Kevin, or you at Claude J Radio, and just tell us one good reason that Manuski is still the head coach of the defense. Just anybody give me a reason. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see anybody on the toilet line. But give me a reason why he's still doing this. It's not working. Well, see, and you're giving me a really, really, really good uh, uh, I, I guess jumping off point to the next question is the fact that I'm looking at the talent on defense. The talent's there. I get it. Josh yeah. Norman sometimes gets beat, and people say one thing or another. I just choose to believe that the scheme is wrong for him. I mean, it's a totally different scheme from what they ran in Carolina when he had, you know, his best years. And I'm mm-hmm. looking at Deron Payne. You know, I'm looking at some of the – I'm like, wait a minute, Ionitis, the talent is there 100%. But I'm just thinking the scheme is wrong. Am I crazy, or do you see it the same way? I see that and more so. How often, just like look back, you know, in your mind at the game, how often do you see, like a two seconds before the snap, when our defense is out there, that they're pointing to each other or, or, or the linebackers are pointing to the corners to move up or do that. They're making adjustments. They're changing. They're getting in position right as the ball is snapped. Like, they aren't sure. They're not sure from the huddle what's happening. That's the problem. When they leave the huddle, the defensive call comes in. When they when their Boston calls it, when they leave the huddle, they don't know what they're doing, not all of them. And they have to be positioned. And, I mean, in practice, this should be what's being, being worked out. Right. And, 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 and so often, it's like, if we don't practice it, we don't run it. That's it. And and, and there and there being calls made that the guys aren't sure what to do, or uh, or there's a call that doesn't match what the defense is, or or they just don't know what's happening. And and you can tell it's 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 um it's a um, mental thing as opposed to physical because it's not like guys are getting beat on one on one matchups. Mm-hmm. Guys are wide open. Right. Why, I, right. I, I, right. I, I open. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And 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 that <laughs> seems to bode to scheme more than talent. And the reason why I even say that is because you can look at guys who used to play on the on the Redskins team, who used to be on this roster, who we thought were good players, they leave, they go elsewhere, and they're all stars. I mean, they're they are proving the fact that they are good players, that the issue was the organization. Yes. Yes, and I, it, it baffles me why in this media-driven town 
that, that there's not more of, of an outcry. You know, um, uh, uh, when uh, Haslett was the last defensive coordinator, Jim Haslett, and go back to our archives, as you can now on iTunes, mm-hmm. um, we were calling for Haslett's uh, dismissal long, long, long before the media realized uh, hey, well, maybe these guys are right. Maybe it is a defensive coordinator, right? right. Uh, for a long time, right? And there was hope uh, that Minuski would make make things better, but apparently Minuski learned at the, at the knee of, of Hasford, right? But that, to me, is the key to this team. Uh, you know, we get the organization and the ticket sales and, and so on and so forth. The, the, the heart of this team has to come from the defense. Right. At some point, the defense has to be the defense. They have to take it upon themselves to say we're not going to let this happen. If 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 if, if they don't like the defensive call, mm-hmm. they can change it. They can change it. They can call time out. They're going to have to do something. There has to be an uprising. I heard there was a players only meeting this, this week. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the reason I didn't go because I'm, I'm not a player. But uh, <laughs> I heard it was that. But it, it was like Big Pleasant. I don't want to be a player no more. I'm not a player. Yeah. I just crush a lot. <laughs> that's right. I just crush. I don't, but that's not doing either, right? They should have had a they should have had a player and a crusher meeting only. Player and only crushers meeting. And we could have gone in and we could have told them. But that it, it has to come from within. It, it can't come they're not going to magically grow something unless unless um Coach Callahan is just more brilliant than I could ever surmise, mm-hmm. and he knows that he has to completely destroy this and then build it back up from within. I think he's pretty much down to the foundation now. I think he's ready to start just like laying some bricks. I think he's do you, do you think Coach Callahan <laughs> wants to be a part of this team's future? Like, I, I mean, think. is he just trying to get through this season and then see? Because, I mean, he was a hot commodity when he came to this team, coming out of Dallas, working with that offensive line, because as great as that offensive line has played through the years, they had trouble until he got there and he coached that offensive lineup. Do you think that maybe Coach Callahan is saying, hey, I'm just going to hold it down until I'm out and I'm gone? Or does he does he see himself as a part of this team's future? I think – um, I think that he's a football coach. I think that that he thinks the game should be played a certain way, and I think that he is endeavoring to make that happen. Now, whether at the end of the season when they're doing all their evaluations and so on and so forth, that they will allow him to do that, that's fine. But I think he will be in a position where he'll say, okay, I tried, time to move on, right? And... um you know, because I've even heard people <laughs> asking the question around town, can you fire an interim coach? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you want to. I, I just think <laughs> that that at this point, Callahan isn't the problem. I, mm-hmm. I, I think he may be a problem. And, and I think that, that this attitude that we got to pass the ball uh, 50 times a game to be successful, I, mm-hmm. I just think that's crazy. Right. I, I think that they have to establish, they have all the ingredients to establish an identity there. And that's and that's the physicality of Adrian Peterson, mm-hmm. and now the physicality of Darius guys and yes, the sir. speed, and 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 if they just make that the identity, they know you know the other teams would know. Hey, look, we're going to have to put eight in the box, and that just opens everything up. That opens yes. everything else up. All you need is to do. All you need to do is send three guys out the path. But the crazy thing is, is even if it opens everything up, it means nothing if you don't actually just throw the ball and and open the offense up. If if, if setting up the running attack opens up everything else, it's literally null and void if you do not call just one pass play. And I don't care if you tell Haskins, just overthrow it. If it ain't there, just throw it as far as you can. Throw it out of bounds. It doesn't matter. You have to make the defense think that they're going to throw a pass over 10 yards. Yeah. You know, interesting thing about that, that pass that he threw to McLaurin, I don't think that uh, Kirk Cousins would have thrown that pass. I don't think Colt McCoy would have thrown that pass. I don't think um, I don't Case Kidd would have thrown that pass. That's that. That, that what they labeled the fifty fifty ball, which is something mm-hmm. I played football all my life. I'd never heard of the fifty fifty ball until a couple of years ago. I figured, <laughs> well, if you're the receiver, the ball is yours. Right. <laughs> that's it. The ball is yours. We get the 50-50 stuff. If you receive the ball, and that's what McLaurin did. This right. ball is mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no, there's no fifty fifty. Fifty percent chance this ball is mine. 
But they wouldn't have thrown that pass. They wouldn't give the playmakers an opportunity to make the play. That's right. why I'm, I'm, I'm very, very hopeful. I think that that if that spirit that 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 that, that touchdown run from the screen pass that was brilliant. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was you know. There was a pass that was called back where Haskins stepped in the pocket and he lobbed the ball downfield and allowed McClure mm-hmm. a chance to, to get under it. He threw it away from all the defenders and allowed McClure a chance to run under it. That, that right. You can't teach that. That's that's game. That's instinct. I'm very, very hopeful that, that there's a lot of, of, of positive things that will happen if this team doesn't mess it up. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because um, – you know, when I look at it and I think about last year in Washington Dwayne in Ohio State, I got a chance to actually go to the Horseshoe and watch him play Minnesota. A lot of his plays were just the deep ball to receivers who outran cornerbacks. I mean, that's that's what it was. And they struggled to beat Minnesota last year when I went. And, uh, and their touchdowns came big plays, Dwayne Haskins throwing deep to receivers. And I'm thinking, you know, well, maybe there's something to that. Wow. You know what? Right now, I can design a play. Mm-hmm. I can design a play right now over the phone that will work for Dwayne every time. You put McClellan on the outside. You play any receiver, whoever else they got. Maybe even Sims, Steve Sims, because he seems to be pretty fast. That's mm-hmm. a good idea. Have fast guys on your offense. Have them run downfield. Not side to side with the little trick plays. Have them run downfield. So here's what you do. Mm-hmm. You send... You send, you send uh, Sims in motion. You have the tight end on the right. Put Sims in motion from the left side going to the right. McClellan on the outside. You send McClellan deep. You send Sims on a pulse route. He fakes out and goes in to the slant. So the, the safety has to commit. Has to commit to either, mm-hmm. to either covering Sims or covering McClellan. Right. The tight end just does a little hook out. And he just sitting running back to the, slide for, to the side for a, a, a safety valve. Somebody is going to be open. It might not be the deep shot, but you got to read. You got a simple read. You're only using half of the field, mm-hmm. and it's quick. You can make right. up your mind quick, right? You know, because if, uh, uh, the, the safety will have to commit one way or another. He can fake like he's going one way, but if you got a guy as fast as him, he's not. He's not going to be able to recover. So, right. this, we, you know, this was this was two guys on the radio designing to play that work. <laughs> and here's the thing it's not that hard right and neither one of us has been a head coach before neither one of us has uh, designed plays before for a professional football team but for some reason or another I feel like we can do it um, so it's uh, the Federal <laughs> Football Report on Federal News Network 1500 AM uh, com. also you can find us on iTunes uh, just search uh, uh, for Federal Football Report and go to Podcast One uh, and in the search screen just put Federal Football Report and you'll be able uh, to find us Kevin let's go ahead and move to fake news or not. And so I got three simple phrases. You let me know whether it's fake news or not. Statement number one, Tua's injury doesn't matter one way or the other. In the upcoming draft, the Redskins need to draft the best available player, whether it's a quarterback or not, even though Dwayne Haskins is on the team. Is that fake news or not? That's uh, news. That's news. And I'll tell you why there's a couple of reasons. I'm not as enthralled by Tua as, as everyone else is. Me either. Um, I thought maybe I was the only one. Yeah, but I'm not either. I'm with you. Two is going to, to, um, he's going to potentially three first round draft picks. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 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 against a young man. He still has to get the ball out there. He has to call the play and they are rushing and they, they do hit him. They hurt him. But, but, you know, whether he can do it without, without those first round picks is, is a different thing. I'm sure he's a nice guy and he's got that, that spirit, you know, that fireball spirit. He reminds me a lot of Joe Theismann. But Joe Theismann was going through a couple, he had a Hall of Fame running back and a Hall of Fame receiver as well, right? You know, so, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I think that you 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 have to go with the best athlete available. And it looks like, I forget the young man's name, the defensive, um, defensive lineman, and um, who's he's, he's a consensus number one. And um, most of the time when, when people uh, pick a defensive lineman to be um, – uh, high first round picks. They, they're usually pretty right. I don't think there's been a a, a bust for a defensive lineman uh, lately. I mean, Jadavian Clowney was a little slow in developing, but everybody in the NFL wishes they had a Jadavian Clowney right, right about now. You know, Bosa, Bosa, both of the Bosas, all the Bosa. Everybody named Bosa is just turning the <laughs> league up. You know, so yeah, we need us a Bosa. So 
And I think we have the talent on the team if we use it right. So, yeah, best athlete available. Strictly news. Totally news. All right, fake news or not. Statement uh, number uh, two. Um, Bill Callahan is actually the one to blame for the poor offensive play calling, not the current offensive coordinator. Fake news or not? Fake news. Fake news. Right before they fired Gruden, all the <laughs> local media was saying how Kevin, whatever his name is, and I, I, you know, I'm is it O'Brien or O'Donnell or Kevin O'Connell? O'Connell. O'Connell. Yeah. So it's not O'Brien or O'Donnell. It's O'Connell. Okay. Yeah, it's something. You're old. The Irish. You know, all those little Irish guys stick together. But um, yeah, he was the next. Best thing to um 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 uh, what's the name in L.A. The, 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 oh, the, Sean McVay, the, maybe or yeah, Sean McVay, mm-hmm. the, the 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 boy genius, right? Kyle Who's Shanahan, all these guys. Up. Yeah, the league has, has really caught up to McVay, and he's not as brilliant as he was last year for some reason. If, if, <laughs> if you know this, right? You know, it's, <laughs> a, it's a it's a cyclical thing, right? You know, so right. everybody wants to hire the bright. New young coach. I mean, they got a they got a the, the guy from Texas Tech down in Arizona now. He never mm-hmm. coached, never been involved in the pros. Cliff Kingsbury, yeah, yeah, Kingsbury, right? Never coached in the NFL, but they say, oh yeah, he's a bright young man. Let's get him going, right? Yeah, okay, well, I'll see how that works out for you. Mm-hmm. And you got Kingsbury, you got um, you got uh, um, who else was a young brilliant? There's just so many. I mean, the Jets got a yeah. a, a young brilliant mind, whatever, mm-hmm. right? But but it doesn't work if if you don't win. Give me a, <laughs> give me old and smart rather than young right. and brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> give me that. Give me that every 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 every, every single time. Well, so, there you go. Yeah, that's 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 that's, that's totally fake. Uh, it's totally fake news. It's it's um, whatever this brilliant offensive coordinator is is doing. He's not he's not seeing what's happening right before his eyes. Let me let's work a little math situation right there. Mm-hmm. If you need ten yards to get a first down, and you're running back is averaging four yards a carry. Uh-huh. And you give him the ball two times because he's made eight yards. Why not just give him the ball again on third down? <laughs> <laughs> you know, all you, why not right. just do that? But but no, but you see, listen to the people on, the, on like, you know, I do listen to other shows, right, just to see, you know, how we can help people. Right? <laughs> you know, right. it's just like they're upset that they run on first down. They're upset that they run the ball more than twice in a row. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand it, right? It's like the results don't matter. It's just they they want to play a Madden football game. That's what they right. want to play. Right. No, and no, people, no. Unless you can really play Madden, you can't run the ball on Madden. You can always throw, right? And that's what people want. It's just I, I text all the time uh, at Samuel Kevin. On third down, why are you in the shotgun? Right. You need to get two yards. You're in the shotgun, that puts your quarterback five yards back. That's seven yards you got to have. And the running back sometimes behind him. So he's got to run eight yards to gain two. It makes no sense whatsoever. None. I just don't understand it. It makes no sense whatsoever. So, yeah, it's and not Callahan's fault. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm with you. And, and you know, like you talked about Madden football, I'm, I'm going to go further back and go Tecmo Bowl. And so I've got that, you know, when Nintendo NES came out with its, uh, like, retro thing and it had, like, 50 yeah, yeah. games on the on the system to kind of, you know, for all this nostalgia, I got it, and it has Tecmo Bowl. And my 7-year-old plays it. You know what I mean? And he understands if I call enough pass plays, the defense is not going to cover all of them. And it's almost as if right. Kevin O'Connell believes – all right, if I just keep calling pass plays and I just keep, you know, that. But what's weird is, you know, I'm not seeing the creativity of the young geniuses, of the Cliff Kingsbury, of the Kellen Moores that is in Dallas. I'm just not seeing the creativity in the play calling. It's one thing for a receiver to drop a pass or for a missed blocking assignment, but I'm not, but in formation and in execution, I'm not seeing the creativity that warrants the young, brilliant genius name tag that he seems to have uh, received. Yeah, it, it, it's just really silly. It's just like the um, that jet sweep thing that you just bagged. Right. Right? It's worked one time all year long. They got a touchdown. But see, since then, people realize that when Sims is in the game, hey, they got the jet sweep. And they're going to hit him regardless if he has right. the ball or not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? No, exactly. But, 100% you know. right. But then you wear him out, too, because you got him running side to side instead of running down the field. And the defense is standing there looking at him. It's really simple. I mean, it's really simple to fix this. Just simplify what you're doing. That's all you got to do. So all right. back to that. It's not Callahan's fault. Mm-hmm. It's, this, it's his fault in the sense of we don't know who put these people in place. And that was Callahan's choice. 
or was he told this is the way it's going to be? Right. Um, you know, but you now, know, he's getting paid, so I guess we got to ride with it. Exactly. Now, statement number three in fake news or not uh, is uh, so when you look at the team and you look at you know you know what's going on, a lot of people believe that it's the organization. It starts with the ownership. Fake news or not. Daniel Snyder is going to be convinced to sell this team within the next two years. Fake news or not? Oh, absolutely fake news. Why? why <laughs> well, for what reason? For what reason? Is, is, I mean, hey, look, the man is making money. He's in the he's in the most elite social club there is in the world. And someone put it to me this way: there are only there are only two senators per state, which means there's a hundred senators in the United States. Uh, Senate, right? There's only what thirty NFL owners. <laughs> right, <laughs> no, right, yeah. So there's fewer that. Why would he give that up? Why would he sell his team? There's no. The team makes money just because his team is in the NFL. His team does not have to win a game in order to make money. And they slice off some <laughs> of the TV package for him because mm-hmm. all the games are televised. They might not be nationally televised. But they're part of the package. They're part of the Sunday ticket. Believe it or not, if people in California wanted to watch Burger and go pay, they just play. They just pay DirecTV and they can see the games. Right? They're part of the NFL. There's no reason in the world, none, mm-hmm. for him to sell his team. And and there's no, it's just no reason. Wow. You know, I'm really mad that people are talking bad about me. I'm going to sell the team. <laughs> Right. No, absolutely. You're 100 percent right. I think that that's fake news as well. I mean, listen, he's not going to sell this team. I mean, in his mind, he doesn't think he's the problem. He thinks he's doing everything he needs to do in order to bring a winner here. You know what? And I have to agree with him. I have to agree. If he sells this team, he's dumber than people say that he is. (laughs) (laughs) Right. He's making money on it. Yeah. I mean, why, why would he? Why should he sell the team? He's got good seats. <laughs> he's good, <laughs> he gets driven. He, right. you know, he doesn't have to pay for the, the $20 for the hot dog or 25 for the beer or whatever it is out there. There's no incentive for him to sell that team. What is it, just a matter of pride? You look at, right. you look at the learners. You look at the learners, right? And, and they, they, won, they won the World Series lately, right? Uh, you know, this is the past World Series. But see, what you, what you don't know, unless people just really realize it, when you go to Nats Park, all those buildings that you see around that spot that are uh-huh. coming up, all the, the sky, all those belong to the learners. Right. My, my wife works in Tyson's Corner, and, you know, Tyson's Corner has just, like, exploded in the past few years with right. new growth and new development. Mm-hmm. All of it belongs to the learners. Right. Yeah. The learners love having a World Series championship, but do you think they care about that? <laughs> <laughs> you think they care? They don't yeah. care. They do not care. They yeah. do not care. <laughs> they really, really don't. It's not about the, 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 you know, they'll say, oh, we did it for the fans. We did it. If you want to do something for the fans, give me a ticket for $10. Right. I, mean, I mean, behind the plate. <laughs> right. Behind home plate. Yeah. If you do something yeah. for the fans. Mm-hmm. They do do, like, I know the Oreos do like dollar hot dog night. And I appreciate that. But yeah, it's not, this is a business, people. Let's get for real. This is a business. And he's making money. There's no incentive for him to sell this thing. None. And, uh, you know, if he listens to this program, I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Because I know he doesn't listen to the rest of the program, so they want to fire him. No, exactly. I'm going to fire the owner of the team. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Okay, okay. Right, excuse me. I, I went off on a tangent there. Just, no, but that's fine. That's what we do here. We've got to get real, people. Yeah, we exactly. got to get for real. We're real. Here. We go off on tangents here. It's the Federal Football Report on Federal <laughs> News uh, Network. 1500 AM, federalnewsnetwork.com. You can find us on iTunes, too. Uh, just search Federal Football Report. Also go to uh, podcast1.com, and you can search Federal Football Report. You'll find it uh, there as well. Now, uh, here's the interesting thing, Kevin. Uh, because Thanksgiving is coming up, I'm going to do a bonus Thanksgiving edition of Fake News or Not. Are you ready for this? All right. You, Kevin didn't All know right. I was going to do this, ladies and gentlemen. So this is this is news to him, not fake news, because it's actually going to happen. Total this is news to him. Shock. Exactly. Right. Total shock. Fake News or Not Thanksgiving edition statement number one you got to go whole baked chicken over turkey every time fake news or not oh no that's fake news that's fake oh. news we have uh, we have established a tradition in the stands of our household that's uh-huh. the the butterball indoor turkey fryer <laughs> is it's uh, <laughs> my family has has sworn off baked turkey forever <laughs> they don't want it Unless it's a deep fry, because I, I go through all the machinations, right? I do the 
I do the rub. I do the injection. I do the marinade. I do the brine. I just wow. I, to find my to find my turkey on Thanksgiving, I start preparing it on Monday. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm very serious. Wow. I'm very serious. Now, I what goes in the preparation yeah, of yeah. this turkey? Well, the first thing after you throw it out, which I got, I guess I start, should start this weekend throwing the bad boy out because I got it on sale. Like um, I can't mention the place, but but it, it rhymes with uh, Galdi. But <laughs> <laughs> it rhymes with Al Galdi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we love Al Galdi here. Yeah, yeah. I've known Al Galdi, man, for for gosh, probably about twenty years. I've known all those guys for like twenty years mm-hmm. when I started at at um, as a lowly. Um, uh, part-time board op at the sports station. And that's, that's funny. I started my radio career on a nationally syndicated show, right? <laughs> and worked my way down to local radio. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, I digress. But anyway, the first step to do, and I learned this from Alton Brown on the Food Network, is to brine the turkey. You take a, a pound of brown sugar, mm-hmm. a pound of salt, and okay. you take a boiling water, boiling watering, so it all dissolves, and you put some ice cubes in it to cool it down, make it room temperature. You soak, immerse the turkey in that. Okay. You immerse the turkey in that solution. And what that does is it does two things. The salt, the chemical reaction of the salt and the meat of the turkey, it draws out all the excess moisture, like water oh, that's built up inside okay. the turkey. Mm-hmm. And, and it's sort of like a sponge, you know, when you, when you squeeze a sponge, you know, and, and let it go, it soaks up what's, what's in, what's around it. So as it draws the water out, as it goes back, uh, the, a little moisture go back in. It draws in some of the brown sugar. So there's is a there's a chemical process. Oh. It's hard to explain. So and it's not just uh, it's just barely noticeable, but it makes the meat very uh, moist and flavorful. It gets it gets stuff inside the meat because really marinating doesn't really do a lot for meat because it's marinated outside, but it doesn't soak in. But the chemical reaction of the brining that that pulls flavor inside. That's the first thing. Okay. okay. After I brine, yeah, brine every twenty-four. I, I, I do it overnight. <laughs> then, then I turn <laughs> mad scientist. I take the needle mm-hmm. and whatever flavor I choose to inject it with, I, I do that. <laughs> and sometimes a little teriyaki, sometimes uh-huh. a little barbecue sauce, sometimes uh, just some um, honey mustard, whatever. Just do you, do you know what you want to do this uh, coming Thanksgiving? Nope. Whatever's available. <laughs> <laughs> whatever's available. Uh-huh. Right. So I shoot. I'll shoot one flavor in one leg, another flavor in another leg, which sometimes causes a problem because one leg, oh, this is the best leg. Let me have that one. You know, it causes mm, a family yeah. conflict, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. This is so what the holidays are all that. about anyway, family conflicts. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Then then I rub it with whatever solution. I, I mean, you know, dry rub, whatever. I, I can cut. I just throw a bunch of stuff together, then mm-hmm. rub it. Then here's the key. You got to wipe the rub off because the oh. rub will burn. Oh. Yeah, the rub will burn after you rub. You got to massage it in. You just can't throw it on there. You got to mm-hmm. like, get to know your turkey, right? <laughs> you got to feel familiar with the bad boy. Got to right? treat the turkey and then nice. You take it up, and then you, uh, there you go. So that takes a couple of days. You know, not all at one time, just a little bit here, a little bit there. And, and that's how we do it. Or I could be like my boy B. Mitch and, and have people take orders. You know, he sells them on holiday. That's what I heard. That's exact, uh, maybe yeah, yeah. I need to purchase one of those B. Mitch turkeys. I heard, I heard he's really good with the grill and in the kitchen and stuff like yeah, that. So. Yeah, yeah, but the the buttered ball indoor fire, I know they're not sponsoring all that. It's perfect every time. Perfect every single time. I've done the outdoor fire, and that's kind of hit or miss because you wouldn't know with the gas. you got to control the temperature. Right, but right, the indoor right. fire, it's a building thermostat, controls the temperature for you. So there All we go. Right, fake, so, so that's was, fake news. It's turkey every time in the Stanfield house over, that's right. <laughs> over the chicken. All right, right, there we go. It's funny because in the Jennings <laughs> home, it's always uh, baked chicken and uh, ham over over the turkey. But uh, you know, oh, it, really? yeah, it's each his own. I mean, it, it is what it is. Uh, according do to you a recent, go, do you go? Mm-hmm. You go honey baked? Or, yes, sir. Or, or absolutely. Or There's nowhere else to go. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, now, when I was a kid, my mother used to. I don't know when she. Of course, back in the olden days, she used to have to cook every time. Uh-huh. And she did this thing with the, with the ham where she put like um, uh, clothes all over the ham. Put what? Kind oh. of all over the ham. Clothes. 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 Little, I don't know what clothes are, but <laughs> they smell bad. That's all I know. <laughs> clothes right. smell bad. Anyway, and then she would base it with ginger ale. Take ginger oh. ale and like, every 20 minutes put ginger ale over it. And I'm watching my friends on the Food Network. Mm-hmm. I found out that the acidity in the ginger ale 
acts like a tenderizer. It wow. slowly permeates the meat and breaks up the the tendons of the meat that, that that make meat chewy, right? The white part, basically, in the meat when you look at it, it breaks it up. I didn't know and makes that. It more tender. Yeah, okay. yeah. As a matter of fact, I've heard you can like if you um, marinate pork chops and ginger ale, um, oh. they come out very tender. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's. You know what we could, you know, I'm sure a podcast one is a lot of cooking shows. You know, our friends Foodie and the Beast have a show. We can do that too, right? Okay, podcast one, just anything you want. We're here for you. You exactly. want to call it? We do you want to. Anything right. that's necessary there on the Federal Football Report. Okay, so Thanksgiving edition, <laughs> fake news or not. Uh, we have the, the baked chicken, ham, turkey uh, controversy. Recent survey yeah, says yeah. that cranberry sauce is the number two least like side dish in America for Thanksgiving. Fake news or not? Yeah, it was fake news 100%. I mean, Thank only you. two times Thank a year you. you could eat that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you look forward to it. Right. It's, it's not the same without it. Yes. I, I, I defy anybody to try to pull off a Thanksgiving dinner without some cranberry sauce in their house. That's the thing. See, yeah, people, it, and see, for me, it's not even about the homemade or canned version. I love the canned version. Open that can yeah. and then slice it along the can lines. Here's the thing. <laughs> see, the problem is people try to eat it like they eat regular food. They try to eat cranberry oh. sauce by itself. No, you got to mix it into oh, the macaroni no. and cheese a little bit. You got to get a little bit of stuffing on it. You know what I mean? You got to have yeah. something else with it because it adds the, 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 the flavor to it. Yeah, yeah. You got to let it like all that stuff like drizzle down and, and, and soup, you know, like run down to the plate, like form a little puddle right there. Right. You can like cut a hole in the cranberry sauce and it'll all collect right in there, right? So you right. Just, as you you dipping up the green beans and the stuff and you just get a little bit of that for the accent. Yeah, it's an art to it. It's an, yes. art, it's an art form. I don't understand people. So stop opening up the cranberry sauce can or making it and then eat it alone. You gotta, you gotta have it right on the plate. That's it's, so it's gotta be strategically placed. You know how you look on the map and you see certain countries that border like several different countries? You know what I mean? That's what the cranberry, the cranberry sauce is basically Israel. And, and so it borders like many different states and countries. And so you have to have the cranberry sauce where it borders the, the the greens or the string beans and it's got to border the the the, the stuffing it's got to border the chicken it's got to border the macaroni and cheese and it's got to border the uh, potato salad so it's got to get all that stuff mixed into it and then you eat it with that and then that's what makes it great and that's right and you got to look at the, the the visual of it too if you just have like green and brown on your plate yeah. it's just not appetizing but you throw a little bit of that purple in there oh, you you good to go you good to go people are just you know, stop that whoever answered these these, these you just gotta stop. You yeah, gotta no. stop. Stop the, riding. Look. Go ahead. Stop riding the scooter. Mm-hmm. Stop going to the dog park. Right. And stop complaining about cranberry sauce. And so here's stop. the thing about these crazy <laughs> surveys. They say we surveyed 500,000 Americans. Have you ever filled out any of these surveys? I've never had. None, not one. Exactly. Not so one. they're not really surveying not real one. people. Not one. Uh, never, final never question have. for fake news and not the Thanksgiving Day edition. And so Thanksgiving night, many stores open up for early Black Friday sales. Then the next Friday is Black Friday. Uh, fake news or not. It's okay to be selfish with your Black Friday shopping. Just buy stuff for yourself. Fake news or not? I think that that's I think that that's, that's news. Here's, okay. here's my caveat to that. Mm-hmm. Don't do any Christmas shopping prior to Thanksgiving. Okay, I'm with <laughs> you. I'm with Whatever you. you get, Black Friday, you just yeah, it could be for you. It's okay, find some deals. But as long as you buy everybody something, you, you can buy it the day before if you want to. Right, but. There is a concerted effort, and my wife hates to hear me preach about this, a concerted <laughs> effort to just overlook Thanksgiving and yes. just bring the Christmas season all the way to the end of October. Uh-huh. And it just infuriates me, man. It yes. infuriates me. Every time I see one of those commercials in my house, I yell, Thanksgiving! <laughs> you know, as we used to say back in the day, it's the man. <laughs> yes, it is the man. Kevin, I'm right with you. And here's the thing. Like, so... From from uh, middle of November, basically from Thanksgiving on through uh, New Year's Day, you're going to hear it's Macy's last Wednesday sale ever. And it's like, no, it's not, because next Wednesday there'll be a sale. And then the Wednesday after that, there'll be a sale. They try to make you seem like no, this true. is the only day you're going to get a deal, and it's not the only day you're going to get a deal. So what I say is use Black Friday to buy whatever you want for yourself. 
Go you shopping. It's fine. You just celebrated Thanksgiving, how you were thankful for what you have. Now buy things that you want. And so, right. do, right. so do that on Thanksgiving because you're going to have a whole month to buy things for other people. And I understand Coles is trying to make you think that there's no way in the world that you're going to get a deal on this sweatsuit or this jumpsuit or these shoes. <laughs> you know, like this is the last Tuesday, final Tuesday sale of the year. And it's not because next Tuesday there'll be final sale three weeks out before Christmas. And then right before Christmas, the final Tuesday sale before Christmas at Coles. And then before New Year's, the final sale of you know 2019 before Christmas. Just buy yourself some stuff and then use the rest of the Christmas holiday to buy stuff for other people. That's right. And then, another one of the series, I mean, how many car commercials do you see with the people driving through the snow and <laughs> end up in front of the house with a big bowl on top of the car? Right. It's, it's going to be 65 degrees tomorrow. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, people. Don't, immigrants are one of my favorite groups, public enemy. Don't believe the hype. That's it. Don't <laughs> believe gotta, the hype. We got to fight the power. And, but, and here's what's crazy, too, is that you, know, you see these car commercials, you know, and they want to make it seem like that's everyday America. Who in the world buys a Lexus truck for their, you know, girlfriend or their boyfriend? They're, these people aren't even married in these commercials. Who makes that kind of financial oh commitment to somebody because because a truck has like 3.5 APR financing? Like, <laughs> nobody does that. For me, for me, gosh, you shouldn't have. You know, first of all, if they're in a house big enough and they have a driveway in the front of the house and you can pull the car to the front, they don't need your help to buy a car. They really don't. Don't buy a house with a driveway in the front if you don't have a car. Yes, yes. Do not do that. But I know we got to wrap this up, but I would say I'm going to give some props to Whole Foods because they Mm -hmm. had a brilliant Thanksgiving commercial I saw this morning. There's a couple in in the store and the husband says to the wife, are you buying an entire dinner? She said, yeah. He said, we're going to my sister's house. And she said, yeah. And, she, and he said, you're going to bring a whole dinner? She, he said, she said, do you remember last year? <laughs> and he said, I don't know. He said, he said, he said we'll just phase it in. <laughs> and he said, phase it in? And you know, the, the interesting part, I understood exactly what she was saying. <laughs> oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> Have you ever, ever experienced a Thanksgiving dinner where after dinner, People have to come with their own styrofoam containers yes, to take food with them yes, sir. and they were leaving. Man, it's, 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 the, the, the scary part is that didn't even surprise you when I said no, that, no, no, no. That happens at our house every single year. And the beautiful oh, thing is, yeah. you know, this uh, about the same group of people who are going to gather at uh, my house this year are the same people who gather every single year. And so it's just a great tradition. Can't wait for it. That was fake news and not the Thanksgiving Day edition. We've got, what, about a minute and a half left in the show. Uh, Kevin, we, we got to talk more football. Redskins, Detroit yeah, Lions, yeah. Uh, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. What do the Redskins need to do to win this game? They need to show some creativity on defense. They need to dial up some blitz packages. They need not to let the world know they're going to blitz because you can see them walking up to the line mm-hmm. and the other quarterback changes the play. They got to let it, they got to release the beast and Landon Collins. You got to make it turn into a quarterback seeking missile. We got to put, uh, we got to uh, put, uh, the rest of the, uh, the, the defense in a deep zone, a deep two, a two deep zone, let them bend and not break. And and we gotta we gotta spell the guys up front. We can't we can't just depend on those three guys up front. It's, this is gonna have to be a defensive victory and allow the quarterback, allow the young quarterback to, to come into his own attitude. We gotta have some attitude. And I'm right with you, man. It's the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network, 1500 AM, com. Also on Podcast One, find us on iTunes, rate the show, leave a review, and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Kevin. Happy Thanksgiving, my man. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, this is just American Thanksgiving. We have some friends, our Stanfield friends up north, who oh, already right. had yeah. Thanksgiving. So <laughs> we want them to know we're thankful for them. Yes. We're very, very thankful for the Stanfield people, although their Thanksgiving is wrong. Very comfortable underwear, by the way. Very comfortable. Yeah, uh, the most. Yeah. The most. The most. It's like so you don't even have any on, to be honest with you. I mean, it's so light. It's like <laughs> you don't even have any on. But you do. But you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. We'll talk next week. 